0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Real Impact. We got a great one lined up for you guys today. Uh, If you guys don't know who this guy is, you're probably not connected. You're probably not on social media. Uh, You probably don't know any guru out there. So uh, without further ado, we'll get this thing kicked off. One!
1: Yo! Tino, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? How's it going, man? Man, everything's going great, man. I'm feeling good. I'm super pumped and excited to be on this podcast, man. Super yeah. excited. Now we're, we're excited to have you on, man.
0: So uh, for those of you guys that don't know, this is Shark Tino, um, otherwise known as Tino. Um, so so for Tino, for the people listening that maybe don't know who you are, um, you know, who who is who is the Shark?
1: Just to give you guys a little bit of a background, I was in the army for seven years, uh, immediately after high school, got out of the army, and uh, during summer school, of college, I got into sales and uh, just kind of worked my way up from there. Uh, Let's fast forward to today. Now I do sales consulting. I have a uh, wholesaling company that I do with my brother as well. Um, I have a cold call company. I do e-com automation. I have my own crypto that I've been developing since 2018. I mean, I do a lot of different things, but, uh, nonetheless, the common denominator, the glue between all of those is sales and being good at sales. So that's what I'm good at. And that's kind of what sprouts all these other things that I get to do and have fun with.
0: Hell yeah, man. No, I think, uh, I think that's super important, man. Cause I think that skill alone provides so many different avenues.
1: Oh, for sure. It's put me in rooms with, uh, people that I could never even dream of being with. It's put me on stages. I, I just spoke in Jamaica, in front of a room full of high, high level entrepreneurs that get to leave their businesses for a whole week and network with high level entrepreneurs in Jamaica. Like, I mean, it's sales has definitely, definitely catapulted me uh, into different arenas that I, I never even thought was possible for sure. Hell yeah. No,
0: I love that, man. Guys, uh, you guys are tuning in. Also, this is a live show. So if you guys have any questions or anything like that, um, you know, let us know. We'll try to answer them as we can. But, we're going we're gonna to dive into everything, man. So, um, Tino, what uh, what kind of got you involved in, you know, real estate, right? Because I'm um, going yeah. to give a little backstory on how I even know Tino, right? Um, this man tra- was was selling mentorship, right? And um, talked with Tino and everything like that. Um, and, you know, it was just straight up with him, right? Just told him, you know, I hey, mean, just not right now. Um, but, you know, built a really good relationship with him off of that. Um and you know that's kind of how I met him right and then we've just stayed in touch stayed in contact ever since then. Um, but yeah, man, what what kind of what 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 was it that got you
1: involved in the game? Quick story. Um, I got like I said, I was in the car business. I I did that for seven years following the army, and I got really good at uh you know sales in general. And I invested in this thing called Bitcoin. You probably heard of it. I invested in it in twenty. 14, it was like 490 something a coin. And I bought a couple of those, quite a few of those. And then I ended up turning that into uh, trading that into another altcoin that had a nice 7,000% uh, ROI. It was crazy during 2017. Uh, well, needless to say, I retired from corporate America and uh, I was looking to get into real estate because, you know, everyone knows that uh, most of the, the richest people, the, the most affluent people make most of their wealth through real estate, right? Through either big business, selling businesses, uh, you know, building up businesses, then exiting those businesses or real estate. Uh, But nonetheless, there's always real estate involved. So I started looking and I I had messaged a couple of gurus local local here in Phoenix, you know, asking like, hey, how can I get into this? I'm not a normal type guy. I know wholesaling has a low barrier to entry, uh, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to take two steps, uh, one step back to take two forward. I was making at the time, uh, at the, at the job I was at prior to leaving, uh, probably 300 to $400,000 a year around there. Um, and so it was good money. And a lot of the people I messaged were like, they didn't even answer me. Right. They're gurus. And I had like 200 followers at the time. Right. And, uh, (laughs) so I messaged them and I said, Hey, can you point me in the right direction? I'm willing to pay. Like, how can I do this? And uh, one guru, I said, please don't send me your, your course. <laughs> well, one guru <laughs> automatically, uh, shouts out to him, uh, TTP, a lot of you guys probably know him. He sent me, he uh, auto-replied with an email and it was like uh, a link to his course, right? Talk to people, right? And then uh, Carlos Reyes was actually on a live, uh, on an IG live in his Rolls Royce and he was answering questions and people were asking like sales questions. So I didn't I didn't know anything uh, about real estate, but I knew sales. I was really yeah. good at sales. Yeah. Um, so I was answering the questions in the chat before he can read them and answer himself. Uh, long story short, he like said, Hey brother, send me a DM. Da, 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 da. What kind of business are you in? And we started chatting. And then the next day I went in and interviewed with them with uh, Carlos and Sal. They're a huge operation here out of Phoenix. And uh, uh, long story short, they were just like, dude, we can't, we can't really afford you right now. Like there's no, we don't know where to put you. Yeah. Um, and Carlos wanted me, or excuse me, Sal wanted me to do a uh, business development to help with all the businesses they have. They have a buttload of businesses in case you yep. don't know. And uh, I kind of didn't want to do that, but I'm like, hey, I'll get my foot in the door. I want to learn this real estate shit. And uh, Carlos was like, dude, this guy is an acquisitions manager. He's going to fucking crush it. <laughs> he led teams. Like he's a car guy. Like he's going to crush it. I promise you um and i'm like all right cool so i'll do it and then uh Sal was like are you okay with that because you're not gonna be getting paid what you're used to i said it's all good man i got i always told him like i got some money saved up you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got some money saved up don't you it's
0: a long term not short term. yeah 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 Yeah, at yeah. the yeah. big
1: picture right um so i i did acquisitions um two days i was just like shadowing somebody i'm not gonna mention their name but i was like damn this dude sucks like <laughs> not that he sucks but it's just like if I was on the phone, I would probably yeah, say this. I would probably do player. this. If I was working these leads in the CRM, I'd probably be doing this to these leads. And um, after, like, they wanted me to, like, just shadow for two weeks and, and then do role playing. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, can I, can I get on leads? And they're like, no, no, no. After two days, uh, I asked straight up. I said, hey, dude, I need to get on leads. Like, please let me do this. I can get on all the old leads. I don't even have to get on your new cold call leads or PPC leads. Like, just give me the old ones. I'll resurrect something. And literally, they put let me get on the phone. And that day, I got, uh, I got one deal my first day. And then the second day, I got two deals in that day. And then uh, in the next five weeks, I got 33 deals in that five weeks. So that's it. I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really? it. So, <laughs> so after, after that first week, they, like, said, fuck it. We're going to open the floodgates. And they let me have new leads. So I didn't know anything. Shouts out to Adrian. Adrian Salgado, born closer, if you guys know him. He was running, like... All the numbers for me. I didn't know shit about running comps, about yeah. anything. Like, I would just go in his office and say, Hey, dude, I got this person. Like, they're interested in a cash offer. Where, where do I need to be? And he'd yeah. be like, All right. He'll like plug it in the calculator and say, like, All right, this is where you need to be. You need to be at 80,000. I'm like, All right, bet. I go in there. Tina, your mic cut. Your mic cut. Your mic cut. What about now?
0: Sorry. You're spending so much fire, the mic cut out, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm about to burn this
1: fucking house down. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, uh, I don't know where we got cut off, but shout out to Adrian. He was running all the numbers for me. I didn't know anything. I was just running, just running in the wind. And he would yeah. say, hey, you need to get this property at $80,000. I'm like, all right, cool. And I, that was like 50 60% of ARV. So yeah. then I would run in there and I would offer him 40000 and I'd just... Rip their legs off, fucking blow their legs off, peel them off the ceiling and work the deal and end up at like, you know, 50 K. And he's like, holy shit, bro. Like, what the hell? And I'm getting these properties at like 40 cents on the dollar. And they're like, dude, just keep I'm like, how, how do you come up with these numbers? He's like, dude, just don't worry about that. Just keep doing yeah. this. Um, Because I thought that's like whatever number he would give me was my high end. Okay. Right. So I was, I was just working the deal. Like I would a car deal in the car. business. You, you go up with, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In the car business, you work with what is called a four square. When you negotiate, it's like a teeter totter game, right? It's like, what go, you know, it's like this, right? So if mm-hmm. the down payment is higher, the, lo- the monthly payment will be lower and vice versa. So I just kind of did that same logic that I learned uh, in the car business and training all those salespeople over the years. And it just applied it to this. And before you know it, I got 33 deals. And uh, we went from like, I think they were making like, seven to 10 deals a month to like we were knocking out like 50 deals a month uh every single month after that and uh i ended up leaving all actually i ended up leaving because i had a a a personal issue with my ex-wife i ended up finding out on friday night uh after the five weeks of uh putting those deals that she cheated on me on a friday night i found this out on monday morning i filed for divorce uh so i took some time off uh Mm -hmm. i told the guys hey Um, I need some time off. This is what's going on. They're like, holy shit, man. They're like, yeah, take some time off. So I took like uh, about a month and a half off, six weeks off, just to kind of figure everything out, the housing situation, uh, move some money around, you know, uh, figure all that, and, uh, you know, go through that divorce. But I ended up with a successful divorce, and I came back, and I wasn't going to come back. I told them, hey, you know what? I'm just going to chill. I'll figure it out, take some time off, spend some time with my family, my kids, and uh, they're like, hey, what about doing this? What about doing business development now? I'm like, all right, cool. And, uh, you know, I started doing that. And then I got into education. Where It's like, how can we, you know, teach other people how to do what we're doing? And long story short, we ended up building this company uh, of, um, it's called All In, right? The All In, uh, what was it called? Dude, what was it? All, all In Nation, excuse me, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. was, which was, it's been, I feel like it's been so long ago. <laughs> and uh, we, we built, a, we started doing events and, and all types of different things. They had done a couple before I got there, but we really ramped it up and they started marketing and, and we built it up into this huge thing. It was a beautiful thing. And uh, I started speaking on stages, you know, at, at, at the height, I think we spoke in front of like 900 people, 800 people. And uh, I got really good at selling from stage. so i just (laughs) applied what i kind of learned um you know from the car business the wholesaling acquisitions managers thing to the education thing and you know i was closing like i think at the height we did 1.21 million from one event uh just from the stage it was fucking crazy Uh, so since then i've been speaking on stage i've been mentoring people for sales I've been uh doing all types of things, but that's ultimately how I got into real estate. Now, a lot of people are like, "Dude, you you didn't do acquisitions for that very long, you know?" And I, and I didn't. I, yeah. And I guilty as charged. But you know what? Oh, no. Your mic cut. I'm sorry. It's this thing's loose right here.
0: No, nah, you are good. It's Yeah. It. No, nah, man. I think uh, I think the biggest testament to that is that yeah, you didn't do acquisitions, you know, quote unquote, for so mm-hmm. long. But acquisitions is sales, right? Through and through, it's sales, right? And like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the most successful, you know, wholesaling companies out there, right? Like, they're not looking at at wholesaling as a real estate business. You know, yep. it's a sales and marketing organization. Sales and marketing all day. And real estate's the product that we're selling. Right.
1: It's, and uh, last year, in October of last year, is when I actually. Uh, kind of separated from All In and went and started doing my own thing. And me and my brother started our own company together. He's my partner and one of my best friends, obviously. And uh, it's been going very well. We, you know, trained people, hired people, fired people. Uh, we're doing PPC, cold calling. And I mean, it's not that hard. A lot of people are struggling right now. Uh, you know, quote unquote, hustlers are struggling uh, just for a simple fact that they think, oh, man, the market's shifting, da da da, da. Okay, so I, I, I did hear this the other day, and it did make a lot of sense to me. First off, I want to preface that with this, that investors are looking at prices in the future, and sellers are looking at prices in the past, right? Okay. So, like, sellers look to the past. Well, this house sold for X amount. This house is like mine. It sold for this much. I can get this much. No, you can't, Mr. Gentleman, Mr. Johnson, right. because- the market is shifting down and you know this one sold this one sold this one sold this one sold for this much so it's it's all about educating the buyer and logic trapping them and for me uh this is not i, I have no fucking worries look at this face no worries <laughs> I mean, we're still getting deals and yeah. we're getting them just because we're sticking to our principles not our practices so that's one thing that I learned from somebody uh, while I was in Jamaica, actually. They brought up a good point because uh, I told them, hey, everything's still going hunky door for us. Yeah, sure. The numbers, the values have shifted a little bit, but not much. Um, mm-hmm. the, the reason being is he said, um, you know, most people go off practices, which means yeah. in in certain scenarios, this works, there's, like this is what we do. This is usually what we do. Right. But principles is something that you don't break under any condition." Yeah and my principles is to negotiate the fucking deal work the dog piss out of it and get the deal as low as possible so if you're following those principles no matter what whether people are buying at 75% or 70% arv or 95% arv you're still going to make a deal you're still going to make money that's what everyone's tripping about is they can't they can't sell these properties cuz they're still locking them up at 80% thinking that some hedge fund is going to come in and swoop it up for them well yeah. those days are not over forever but they're just not here right now right everyone yeah, it's a different time th- yeah. this is the, this is the the uh, example i use right this watch right it's like a uh, let's say $50,000 rolex 45 48 whatever for $48,000 rolex and i i ask, i ask a crowd i say hey who is in the market for a $50,000 rolex usually nobody will raise their hand right, right. and i tell it. them hey what if i told you that Right now, today, if you wanted to sell it, you can get at least forty-five thousand for it, and and I'm selling it right now for twenty thousand dollars. First yep. twenty thousand dollars can take it. Now, yep. now is anybody in the market for a Rolex? Then everyone raises their hand. And the mm-hmm. reason behind that is because a good deal is a good deal, no matter through what. Through through, all yeah, the exactly. time. It doesn't all matter if we're in a recession, if all Biden's the fucking the economy up, quote unquote. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Oh, what matters is where you get the deal because a good. There's always somebody who's going to buy the fucking deal. I keep moving this thing. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: There's an ask for every seat. There's a buyer for every deal. Exactly.
1: 1000%, man. A lot of people don't (laughs) read. Muting, bro. You know why my shit keeps muting? One second. Let me see if, if the back is unplugged or something.
0: Could just be a little loose.
1: That's what she said. <laughs> no, I shouldn't be. All right.
0: All right. We'll just, we'll ride the wave. We'll ride. I apologize for that, guys. No, you're good, man. What's going on? No, this I mean, thing. I think, dude, I think that's a huge point, too, man. Cause like, um, I know right now a big emphasis uh, that we're, you know, we're looking at and that a lot of people should be looking at is that for the past, you know, six to 12 months, we haven't had to sell deals, right? right. On side, we haven't had to actually be sales people. You just have to post side. them
1: and put them out there.
0: Well, it's we are the takers, right? Right. Whereas like now, like what you're talking about, right? With the Rolex story, you got to sell the deal. You yeah. got to sell the potential that's there. You got to sell the value that you're bringing with that deal. You got to
1: paint the picture.
0: Exactly. You right. Get, keep like keep you people excited. Just like you do with sellers. Yeah. You got to paint the picture for a buyer now too. Mm-hmm. And like, one of the biggest things too that we're seeing is your best buyers right now aren't going to be the people on your buyers list. Aren't going to be the the hedge funds. They're not going to be all that. They're going to be your first time flipper. Yes, first time landlord. Yes. Because guess what? They don't know interest rates are high.
1: Yeah, title <laughs> companies are saying them. that <laughs> for sure. It's just
0: normal, you know, like with all your 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 career flippers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's freaking high right now. Right. But these people that are, you know, they're trying to do one flip a year. They're trying to do, you know, three, four flips this year with their buddy that you know they, they're
1: co-workers with or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: 12%, 15% interest. they don't care. They're trying to they make just, 20 G's on a rig.
1: Exactly. They're just that's looking it. at the money in, money out. And that's it. The crazy part about that is, yeah, uh, one of the, the title company, one of the ones that we use. They did say that. They said that a lot of the transactions that they're doing are brand new people. Most of them are brand new people, yep. which is which is kind of good and kind of bad at the same time, right? It's good because that means more people are entering the marketplace. More people are entering the industry. They're going to be picking up more flips. But it is kind of bad because they might find themselves, if it's their first flip, they might buy a little bit too high, over-leverage over, yeah. over uh, leverage themselves, overstretch themselves, and be fucked. I mean, yeah. a lot of people that are in flips right now are, are kind of... There's a lot of people that are that are hurting right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. one th- one thing's for certain is that if you get the deal the right way, it's always gonna work out, man. It's yeah, always gonna work out. Now, as far as salespeople go, you know, salespeople are just they're human, right? And we like to work smarter, not harder. And for the most part, a lot of salespeople just are lazy let's just say it right (laughs) because they know sales right you get
0: into sales for the the time for you the money you know you want
1: to you want to try and make the most amount of money as you can for the least amount of work all right i mean that's my philosophy but you know some sales people do it the wrong way and and they they become complacent they get uh they get used to what was going on before like you said you didn't have to sell deals before i had a deal recently that uh shouts out to my fiance she never had done real estate before in her life and uh, she was going to get her license. And I'm like, don't do that. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not that I'm against it, but I was just like, oh, why don't yeah. you just post our deal," you know, whatever. Yeah. And I, it was a deal here locally in Phoenix. And I passed it to somebody who does dispo here for a lot of people because I just want to worry about getting the deals for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they were having kind of a issue selling the property. And I was like, what, like, what is going on? Like, this is, we got it really low. It's in a great area. Place. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm like, here, I'm going to take it to some people. So I shot it over to a couple of my friends and one of them, uh, his name is Zach. He owns like half of Phoenix out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, it's uh, to I, have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I started talking to him and he's like, Oh, this is what I'm looking. i like, dude, come on. Like, i need you to be come up a quarter and he's like oh dude i can't i can't i can't i said i need four and a quarter i need four and a quarter and he's like dude i can't dude. i'm at like 415 i'm like no i, I just I how about this zach i need you to go check it out i need you to go check it out walk the property yeah. facetime me while you're there facetime me while you're there and i promise you four and a quarter is going to feel like a steal and the guy went and he looked at a, he while he was there he Facetime me and we started talking and you know, I painted the picture like, hey, dude, this is a good rental. Like, this could be a great rental. It's over the 1% rule. Like, yeah, yada, yada. it's in a good community. It's close to shopping center. Like, just painted the picture for him. And he was like, you know what? You're right. Like, this is good. I, I want this, blah, blah, blah. Send me over the assignment contract. And we were able to lock it up. And uh, the people that I had sent it to before to, to kind of help me move it, they asked me, they're like, dude, what did you do differently? Like, I don't understand what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, all I did was actually talk to someone yeah you know a lot of people you know whether they're using investor which is a great tool yeah. uh, they just put it out there but they don't actually pick up the phone and talk to someone when you have that 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 talk with someone it really pushes them over the edge if they're if they're in the least bit interested you can actually sell something to them it's just like education thing right like mm-hmm. you were you were interested in the mentorship program at one point and uh had I not talked to you, we would have never had some progress. At one point we were almost about to do it. And then I think you had uh gotten pregnant, right? Yeah. You had gotten yep. pregnant. So we put that and on timeout. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, yep. Yep, yep, we <laughs> put
1: that on timeout. And uh I remember I was like, dang. And then we we built a good relationship off of that, man. I remember yep. smoking cigars in my brother's backyard while talking to you on the phone. And I was like, damn, you know, that that human touch is what pushes people over the edge. A lot of people got used to just uploading a a property into a buy box and then having you know a a hedge fund set up an inspection and do that and do this Uh, but it all comes into talking to people you know if i told you like hey dude like this one's a little hairy i know i bought it a little bit too high but you know all i need is 10 on top of just i just need to make 10k off of this but i promise you i'm gonna bring you two more right after it they're gonna be way deeper and they're gonna be a lot more meat on the bone like it's just talking to people Mm -hmm. And giving them first dibs, like following through with your promises. And that's,
0: that's, I was about to say, that's a key right there is not just talking out of your ass. Right. Following through with them. Yeah. And and I think, dude, I think a big, a big piece to that too is like for the, you know, while this, while the the train was hot, right. With these hedge funds and stuff like that, a lot of people that were selling to them didn't understand their business model. Right. They didn't know why they were buying so high. They didn't know why, you know, why they were doing anything like that they were doing. Right. And so like, it messes them up now whenever they go and talk to these buyers because they don't know what questions to ask. They yeah. don't know how to figure out what their <laughs> model is. They don't know how to structure a deal to make sense for their business, right?
1: Right. Because like the, they, they, got, they got to be able to ask the questions to back into a deal.
0: Exactly. And like cuz like that was one of the first things that we did, right? Cuz I mean, we do we rode the wave, right? I mean, yeah. you're dumb if you didn't, right? You're yeah, you're ignorant if you didn't ride the wave, right? Mm-hmm. And so we rode the wave, but my first question with every everybody I talked with is What's your yield? Why are you buying as high as you're buying? Right. Yeah. And like we talked to them, we talked to their model. We talked through like where their money's coming from. Right. Oh, you know, like same thing with, you know, normal buyers. Are you buying this cash or hard money? You know, like things you got to know to make a deal work. Because if somebody's buying it cash, guess what? You don't have to account for interest rates unless they have mm-hmm. private money. They're buying it with hard money. Guess what? Now you got to worry about down payment, interest rates, their draw schedule, like all that right. stuff
1: that comes into play. So I think that's huge, man. And I think yeah, not many people it, and that goes and that all boils down to having a sales process. Even when I was in the finance department, uh, like let's say we got somebody that had like not the most pristine credit or the most pristine income to uh, be able to afford their dream car or what have you. And I had all these a paper, you know, prime paper, uh, good credit people, uh, low LTVs. Uh, and I'd have a, a stack full of deals like this. And I'd be like, hey, uh, Wells Fargo, do you want these deals? Yeah, yeah. Here, I want you to take a look at this deal for me. And it's like the bad deal, right? <laughs> it's, the, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the ugly duckling. And I'd have them look at that deal and they're like, uh, hey, look, this is what I can do. If I package, let's do a package deal. I'll give you this deal. You have to take this deal for me. But I'm going to give you all these six prime deals at mm-hmm. 3.99 when they really should be 2.99. Yeah. And they'd be like, all right, let's run it. And they'll take the deal, you know? Yeah. So like, it's, it's all about how you position yourself um, when you're speaking to these people. A lot of people I notice because let's face it, uh, wholesaling does have a super low barrier to entry. Oh, Meaning yeah. Any swinging dick with a laptop and a cell phone can do this. Yep. So what you're going to get is a lot of younger people or non-experienced people that just are afraid to talk to people, right? And whether it's imposter syndrome or they just don't feel uh, confident they they set themselves up for failure just by not having just by not having a um, you know a sales process or, or procedures of what to, how to talk to them and what the end goal is and how they're going to try to maneuver the the conversation and steer the direction of the uh, actual seller or the end buyer. So yeah. that's that's one thing that I like to preach is having a sales process for sure. I mean, you've trained salespeople before, you know what it's like. Oh yeah, no, I,
0: I think that's I think that's huge too because I think especially like especially the time that we're just getting out of, right? The process itself didn't didn't really matter. Right. Right. I mean, just simple fact is we could get leads that come in the CRM, their asking price works. Damn.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> no, I mean yeah. like think about it. Think about it, you know, six months ago, right? Yeah, you know, it comes straight in from a cold caller. They're asking 300 ARVs, 340. Guess what? You can lock it up at 300. Yep.
1: You could, yeah,
0: yeah. But, like,
1: but does, does that mean you should? Exactly, right?
0: <laughs> you don't follow that process through and through good times, bad times, fast yeah. times, slow times. Like, the process is what makes a business su- sustainable, right? 1000, especially when it comes to sales, yeah, right? So, without selling, no
1: scaling, right?
0: Exactly. So let's talk about that, man. What, um, because obviously you've got you know 17 plus years in the business, right? Um, sales wise, right? Yeah. So from your experience, what are what are some of the key traits and then like personalities that you see in like
1: so for sales people? You know, it's it's crazy because some sometimes I am I I get surprised myself by some of the people that I don't think are going to really flourish in sales and uh. So you look for people that are, you know, I hate to say like A type personality, B type, like colors and stuff like that. I'm not really that type of guy. I look for somebody who's outgoing, right? Somebody who's outgoing, who can have a conversation, who can look me in the eyes when they're speaking to me and who's not afraid to just talk. Because a lot of people are very shy, right? I look for somebody who shakes my hand really hard. And I look for I recruit people from uh, the car business. I recruit people from the kiosk. Uh, at the malls, in the, center of the, <laughs> the mall that, that stop you. Hey, sir, 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 sir. Yeah, you know, those guys that are not scared of rejection because those guys get kicked in the nuts five times a day. A million, many. Hey, like, I'm I'm, of I'm, a I'm a day. one of those people that kicks them, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I look for those type of people, but then sometimes you you'll uh, you'll get very surprised because you'll see a lot of people that you would have thought would have done good become lazy. And then they don't flourish just because, uh, you know, one hot day doesn't make it a summer. Uh, One of my old mentors taught me that. And a lot of people in uh, real estate, they get that syndrome. They like have a good, good run. And then they kind of let off the gas. Just because they get super comfortable or it's something they're not used to or they feel accomplished or they deserve it. And I'm not saying like always have your foot on the gas, but it is something that I noticed in this industry that's very prevalent with uh, a lot of the younger people especially. But as far as looking for good salespeople, it's people that are coachable, that aren't afraid to embarrass themselves, and that are okay with hearing no. Man, Mm -hmm. hey, my job don't start until somebody tells me no. When somebody tells me no, that's when I roll up my sleeves and I get to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's what's important. Here we go. I just got a, a text message from this person uh, that we sent a contract out. They said uh, my wife signed the doc. So yeah, <laughs> we got a <the> contract. Oh
0: <laughs> but, yeah. Um, that
1: that was a, um, that was that's one of the biggest issues in this industry. The hardest part is not doing this right because you can find the information anywhere, right? Whether yeah. it's YouTube University, whether it's getting a mentor, which I highly suggest. Uh, even if it's not a paid mentor, you should have somebody in this same industry that you're trying to flourish it's in. Somebody in your corner, yeah. Yeah. Just somebody that can relate to what you're going through. Right. Cause yeah. we go through go- growing pains. They're not called growing yeah. feel goods. Right. And you want to be able to relate, <laughs> to relate to somebody who yeah. has been down that road or who's, who's in the foxhole with you going through it as we speak. So uh, that's one of the hardest things. And uh, you know, People is the hardest. You can get marketing down. You can get a sales process. But people is always the hardest to fill. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. let's face it, man, um, we're, we're never going to find somebody who cares as much of, about our business uh, as we do. We might be able to train somebody to, like, let's say 80, 85% of our capacity to kind of do our day-to-day stuff. But at the end of the day, it's always the people. So that's why we're, uh, we always got to be in, like, recruiting mode. Always got to be recruiting. Always got to be recruiting. Always got to be setting um, new goals for our people. Always got to ask them straight up, like where do you see yourself in the next six to eight months in the company? You know, like it has mm-hmm. to be a, a, a plan where they're in the boat rowing with you. Yep. Because eventually they're going to be the coxswain and they're going to have people rowing. And they're, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. got to be uh, gotta a be thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm perfectly fine with giving up pieces of the pie if I know I have to worry about less, and I know they have they have that financial worry off of them, so then then they can exactly. really grind. So that that's like one of the biggest things that a lot of people in this industry kind of kind of get stuck on, right? And let's face yeah. it, man, great acquisitions managers are not owned; they're lease, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can talk you know, all day. Bro. I talk too you know, much. No, well, <laughs> no, no. And I think I, I think that's a huge I think
0: that's a huge kicker too, man. Because like um, you know, like you said, like. You're okay giving away a piece of I feel the same way, right? Because at the end of the day, too, right? You gotta you gotta be confident. If you're confident enough to give away a piece of that pie, it's also the confidence that by doing that, that pie is gonna grow.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And it's not just because I think so many people like I think so many people get so caught up in like, you know, giving away a piece of the pie because they're they're so scared the pie is gonna stay the same size. Yes. Right. Versus like with the not like knowing that if I give away a piece of this and they've got you're super loans. generous, you
1: were telling me the other day, like what yours is. And hey, dude, salute, hats off to you because what that does is it sets whoever's in those seats up for success, and, yeah. and in turn, you're thinking bigger, you're not thinking this the pie is going to stay the same. If you give yeah. somebody some skin in the game, they're going to run through walls for you, man, and not only for them, for you, they're going to run through them for themselves, no. for their families. That's and it. that's what ultimately will propel the company to the next level. And then you can just yeah. keep going like that. And that's a beautiful thing, man. A lot of people just don't get that. And you, yeah. you've been in the business for what, a couple of years, right? And you're crushing yeah. it. So, yeah. We got,
0: we got started. Um, I got started part-time uh, in 2019 while I was doing, you know, pharmaceutical sales. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, man, March, uh, March 2020 was whenever I went full-time in it. Um, I had a partner for probably about three, four months Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we lived in different States, so okay. it was, it worked out well for a little bit. And then it was just kind of, you know, we both wanted to go kind of different directions with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, like August of 2020 was like my first month, like fully solo full-time and everything like that. And I mean, yeah, we've, you know, we cracked six figures this year, or, uh, I'm sorry, we cracked seven figures this year. Uh, um, nice. you know, with a, I mean, honestly with a lean operation too, man, like we've got, yeah. um, I mean, right now we have two full-time acquisitions, one full-time dispo. Um,
1: Isn't that incredible, man? Isn't that incredible? People have this yeah. preconceived notion that you have to have, like, a huge team yeah. to make yeah. six figures a month. Like, you have to have this huge team. And there's guys that, that you know, make six figures a month. Uh, gross, but they have a huge overhead, a huge yeah. nut. And they're only, you know, netting, like, 30 to 40%. And that's yeah. insane to me. Absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. I'd rather well, run lean and everyone is happy. Whatever well, everybody's eating and if they're yeah. everyone's eating, yeah. And if the people that aren't eating, it's it's usually not a a, a you problem. It's a them problem. Uh, just because if you're providing leads, I rem- I don't know how many leads you tell me you get a day. You got a shitload. Um, yeah. I mean, I think right
0: now we're averaging close to like three fifty to four hundred a month. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and honestly, that's that's. <laughs> that's just through cold calling, man. Um, yeah, we haven't, uh, we, we just started back up with PPC. We, we stopped PPC for a couple months. Uh-huh. Um, just cause we were just restructuring with everything, um, uh, with all the shifts and everything like that. We're localizing with our marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, we just started PPC back up, um, literally on Friday. Um, oh, nice. and, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, we got, let's see last week we got, um, 87 leads last week. Shit.
1: <laughs> that's good. I just, mean, between, between two people and, and with PPC being added on that, that's great, man. I know for me as an acquisitions manager, when I was doing it, my sweet spot was eight leads a day. Yeah. Um, once I started crushing it, then they're like, they just started giving me so many leads. I was getting like 20 a day. I'm like, yo guys, time out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, even, I can't <laughs> even handle this many leads. Like, cause I, I do a three, two, one process with the leads where I call them three times. Yeah. Um, Three times in a row, three times a day. Yeah. uh, And and send them a text message and email and voicemail and all that shit. So that's funny. We have, we have
0: what's called hell week with ours. Is that the
1: first week that you guys get them or what?
0: Five days of leads in our CRM, they got to call them three times a day. Okay. They got to not just touch them, right? They got to call them three times a day until they answer.
1: So Uh, the three, two, one process works is uh, a lead comes in, right? I show up in the morning. It's there. What I do is the salesperson is supposed to call them three times in a row. If you call them once, uh, they probably don't recognize the number. They're probably not going to answer it. You Mm -hmm. call them two times in a row. They might be like, who's this person calling me? They're just it to voicemail, right? They call it a third time in a row. They're most likely going to be like, who is this? Is this emergency? Is my kid sick? Is getting in a car accident, they're gonna answer the phone. Let's yeah. say they don't answer the phone. I don't send them a text message, I don't send them a voicemail. That's at like 9 930 in the morning. Then come 12, one o'clock I do the same shit again. I have the salesperson call them one time. they don't answer two times, they don't answer three times. they don't answer. On the third time I leave a voicemail. Like most people leave a voicemail. It's like this. Hey, Mr. Johnson, this is Tino with National Cash Offer. I'm trying to call you and give you a, an offer on your pro- uh, property. Uh, please give me a call back. My number is 480. Da, 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 da. Thank you. Right. Um, yeah. So what that does is it lets the seller know who you are, why you're calling and what you're going to do for them. Right. All the cards are on the table. Yep, exactly. But then, yeah. then if I call you back later on and you answer, you're like, dude, you told me to call you when I was free. Why are you calling me again? So you look like a jealous ex-girlfriend. So what I do is the voicemail goes a little bit different. It goes like, Hey, Mr. Johnson, this is Tino at Contel Homes. The reason I'm calling is because you recently spoke to Maria about the property on 123 Main Street. I wanted to call you, ask you some questions and give you a cash offer. I want to put as much money in your pocket as possible. So I need to get in touch with you and ask you a couple more questions. I'm going to give you a call back later on this afternoon, but if you should free up before then, feel free to give me a call. My number is blah, 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 And I reiterate that. I'm going to give you a call later on. So what that does is like tennis. When you're playing tennis, typically it's one ball, right? And then yeah. you're on one side. I'm on one side. If I say, hey, this is Tino. I want to give you a cash offer on your property. Give me a call back when you get a chance. I hit the ball. Boom. I hit it to your side. Now I don't have a ball. I have to wait for you to hit it back. But if I say, hey, this is Tino. I'm going to give you a call back later. But if you free up, feel free to give me a call. Poop, I hit the ball over there, but I still have another ball. I pull out another ball because I told you yeah. I'm gonna give you a call back later. So what it yeah. does is it lets them know, hey dude, if you don't want me to fucking call you again, you better call me back or at Let least shoot me a text. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna call you again. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is usually by that second set of the three, two, one, we get somebody that picks up, or they give us a call, or they tell us, Hey, you know what? I'm not interested no more. And then I just start opening that dialogue, opening the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's really when it, when the deal picks up. What we notice is by doing that, um Uh, It's something I learned in the car business as well and and created there and showed my uh, salespeople while I was in the car business. Uh, We were able to get a higher contact ratio because a lot of these cold call leads, it's it's it's. A miracle! How these cold callers can get a hold of them, have conversations with them, but as soon as they put them in your CRM, you can never get in touch with them, right? Right. <laughs> it's always man. like, oh, I don't know how they talk to them. If I can't even, talk, I can't get <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's funny how it works. But I promise you, by doing this process, the three two one process, it works every time. Ninety nine percent of the time, it works every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll nah, tell you, like, and, and then I do the same thing in the evening time. So come like five yeah. o'clock, four thirty. I do the same thing. Now, if you t- if you call somebody nine times in one day and they didn't answer chances are they're probably not never going to answer yeah at that point i'm sending a text message a voicemail and i let at that voicemail at the end of the day i let them know i'm going to do the same thing tomorrow I said hey it was a, a bit of a one-sided phone tag today i'm going to give you a call in the morning but i work pretty late i work 24 7 i love what i do so it's not work give me a call if you free up before the morning and let's chat usually at that point by that point i've already talked to them or if not, I do the same thing the next day. So it's God. like hell week times three, basically. Yeah. Um, well, and that's
0: like the way that we tell the way that we tell my guys is like literally like you want to call them until they either block your number mm-hmm. or they answer you. Right. right? Because like one of two has got to happen because you got to be relentless because guess what? If we're not the first or last one calling them, somebody else is. Somebody
1: else is. Yeah. You know,
0: like you were talking about earlier, like there's such a low barrier to entry to this. Like, like We're competing with people that don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah like exactly that's just simple facts especially <laughs> right now Yep. Like, i can't tell you how many times that we're talking to people we're negotiating with them they're like oh joe schmo down the street gave me an offer that's seventy thousand dollars higher than yours
1: yeah and you're just and you're like, like how and and what world and what like exactly. i always tell people i always tell the customer hey mr johnson like we got the same data it's public mm-hmm. public knowledge uh, you yeah. can look up i can show you what i'm looking at yeah. I can even show you like, do you, are you in front of a computer? Cause yeah. this person, listen. And then when people are like, Oh, well I'm going to go with him and I'm like, Hey, look, I'm not a person who's going to bash somebody else. But one thing I will tell you is don't reward bad business practices. Yeah. So when they come back to you a couple weeks from now saying that they need to be lower, it's okay. You're not coming back to me like a sad puppy with your tail tucked between your legs. I'm not going to tell you, I told you so. Just please give me a shot before you sign anything else with them. Fair enough. And usually Later on down the road, they hit you back. up and They're like, "Hey, Tino, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were right, you know." And it's yeah. like, I'm like, "That's oh, all good, man." Like, "Hey, so I was here. Now I have to be here. Are you ready to roll?" I'm gonna send. Remember a what we team. were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. But they trust you more. They trust you more. And at that point, it's like, "All right, he's a real person. He's not trying to." Because I hate when people are on the phone and they just sound so salesy to the point where it's like every stereotypical cheesy line that a sales guy can well, do. I think that that's because
0: the most common misconception is sales is rapport. Yeah. I think
1: that's the most common misconception. God, right? dude, this guy's on point. Dude, <laughs> I preach this because my, my sales process is a logic based yeah. sales process. It's like, dude, you can't like most people are just like, oh, you got to connect and match and mirror. We're and are building shit like rapport close. around
0: the product. We're building exactly. rapport
1: around the house. The like. service, the yeah. house, what you're going to do for them, yeah. right? Uh, what, why working with you is better. And, yeah. and, and what it all boils down to is a couple simple things. It's either time, money, or you. It's always that. It's wow. either like the timing's off because they don't know. And then the timing's off just because they don't know that they can stay in the property the property possibly they don't know that you can help them move They don't know that they just don't know enough they're not educated the the money part is because you haven't asked enough questions to to get them to be real comfortable with you and say hey that's not enough money for my property you always get those people that are like oh it sounds good but i'm just i'm gonna think about it and like well let me ask you a question what is it that you need to think about you know like what they it's crazy to me how i i have uh salespeople sometimes that i'm training and they're like they call the, the lead that Maria the cold caller talked to and they're like, Oh yeah, they're just gonna think about it. Think about what? And they're like, Right, think about if they want to sell. I'm like, what do you mean? Think of it. They're like, not what, gonna they go another
0: go for the cigar and be like, yeah. they have nothing to think nothing about out. yet. Like, give yeah. them a
1: number, give them a pro go through the process with them. and co- like you have to go through that pro- everyone gets an offer. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, if these salespeople are not shooting three to five offers a day, they're not gonna get deals. And the, those conversations of having you know making 50, hundred calls a day. That's all fine and dandy just to, you know, chalk up on the board, but it doesn't mean shit if you're not giving offers. That's it. So yeah, I, th- that's one thing I preach and, and logic based closing is something that's helped me in the car business. It's helped me, uh, you know, be a top producer in the car business, be a top producer in real estate. And it's just, it's, it's just tried and true, man. Cause most people, let's be honest, man, they don't know you Austin. They don't know me. So when we're on the phone with them, like they don't give a fuck. You know, about oh, I got two kids life. just like yeah. you. Like they, yeah. they don't care okay. about they, what they care about is what you're gonna do for them, how much money you're gonna put in their pocket, and what kind of problem you're gonna solve well on the other what side of that it. too,
0: right? Like when it comes to rapport,
1: right? When it comes to rapport, yep,
0: so many people are like, Oh man, but we've got a really good connection, we've got a really good relationship, like friend zone. Your they, friends, right? How many of your friends have put money in your pocket?
1: Yeah, they get friend zone, man. They how get many friend-zone. of your friends
0: have put money in your pocket? Mm-hmm. I guarantee I've made more money with complete strangers
1: yep. than I
0: ever have with friends.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. Ever. It's 100 it, facts. A, a lot of salespeople uh, they mistake, you know, making a friend uh, with a, making a sale, and that's one problem that uh, it, it it plagues the sales community, especially in real estate. Like a lot of people are like. You gotta build so much rapport. Like rapport is good, right? But it's gotta be natural rapport, not like, oh, how about them cowboys? Or what's yeah. the weather like? <laughs> you know, like just shit in conversation. Like, oh yeah, what does your backyard look like? Oh da-da-da-da. I got uh, a grill and a fire pit. Oh, you like to host a lot? What do you like cooking? Steaks, uh, carne asada? Like, what do you? What type of stuff you cook? Yeah. You know, just natural conversation like that. Like, oh man, I love buys. Are you a medium rare guy? Or are you a well done guy? Oh, medium rare. Mm. All right, all right, all right. You know, just stupid know conversation yeah. like that. Like, see that, but that's real conversation, not like just fake. fake. I feel like a lot of people try to fake it too hard and it just comes off as awkward. And, and, you know, it, sales is just, it's easy, man. It's just finding the needs, wants, and desires of whatever you're selling that person yeah. or, or service and then just fulfilling them on that. And, it, and by, by building logic into that sales process, you're able to show them why, you're low, quote unquote, lowballing the fuck out of them because it just makes sense, and if it makes sense, it makes mm-hmm. dollars. You know what I'm saying? So bro, that's, that's, like, that's one thing that we teach. Bro, so like I kind of took, I kind of took,
0: you know, uh, Jordan Belfort, The Way of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read that the Straight Lines, dude? So I that right? And then um, Alex Ramosi.
1: Yep, dude, he's a monster. Dude, so he's a monster.
0: I, I literally. So the way that we kind of like structured our process, right? We took the straight line, we implemented it with the Hormozy closer process, right? C L S E R, right? We took that, we molded it into real estate, right? We took the steps from the closer process. We molded it into real estate and it works, dude. And we're building, like you said, it's logic-based conversations. It's the logic-based close. It's logic-based rapport, right? It's rapport based around the solution we're providing exactly right and like to your point when you're talking about like um the money right when you're talking about oh they're asking too much whatever the case is so many times and like we i mean we, we still struggle with this right And i'm sure so many people do but so many times we get so caught up with well they want this okay cool but what do they need yep right exactly what what solution that we're providing this guy's fucking he's what do they need out
1: of the sale? Right. Yeah. And that's so, like, dude, that's I, actually part of our, our actual teachings, our scripts. It's yeah. like, Hey, like when they say, Oh, like before I give them the number, I try to extract the number from them. Right. So yeah. it's like, Hey, before I give you uh, before I go back to my finance department and crunch some numbers, let me ask you a question. Uh, what were you looking to get for the property? It's mm-hmm. like, what were you looking to get? Like, yeah. What were, what were you hoping to get? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when they tell me, oh, I'm looking at this, let me ask you a question. How'd you come up with that number? Mm-hmm. And then I explain to them, why their number is not anywhere in the fucking universe of where they should be based on the, the all the uh questions i asked the fact finding of the property condition the the remodeling that hasn't been done the double pane windows with the black frame uh you know energy efficient like all the stuff that i asked them leading up to that point um will make me help them devalue themselves so that they start having fud fear uncertainty and doubt about their own property value and their own property uh you know pedestal that they have it on and then yeah. they start realizing oh shit my shit is not that, that. yeah you know no, we gotta we really, gotta get comment got a good gonna comment. tell you we gotta you know? get comment Tino you know? okay because what? Zillow said yeah because Zillow said <laughs> we saw how that happened right yeah was oh, so yeah. Cool. yeah Zillow said and here's the crazy <laughs> thing about it man It's like uh as far as like people saying that their property needs a lot of work. Like no one's it's very rare that somebody's like, yeah, my property is not as nice as the one that sold. Um, I, I live in a, a shithole. Yeah. I want to sell this for cash. Like nobody. Ev- everyone's going to ask. I can ask. a. I actually asked a room full of what like 400 people a couple like a month ago if uh, anybody live in a shithole, like who lives in a shitty house and not one person <laughs> raise their, ha- their hand. And I said, hey, let's be honest, man. Like If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. And I'm not going to call anybody out here, but I promise you, not all of you guys live in nice houses, (laughs) but that just, it's, it just, uh, it speaks volumes because nobody is ever going to say, yeah, my house is only worth half of what, what market rate is going. Well, I think another, another
0: kicker to that too,
1: right. Is perspective. Yeah.
0: Because we have to also realize that like the seller's perspective of what's nice and what's not, especially if we're talking to them Mm -hmm. completely different. So yeah. they might be telling you their house is a fucking mansion, yeah, 300 square feet,
1: right? Exactly. So it's
0: like we have to, as as the acquisitions, right? We have to do a better job of pulling what we're actually mm-hmm. talking to in perspective,
1: right? Yeah. Because so we can't I, what I, I like people. to use is the the HGTV 2022 standards. Is it if I built another report with them? I say, hey, is it is it like queer eye for the straight guy? Is is it that good? And yeah. if, if they're like. Oh, no, no, no. Then, you know, I start to like, really, because like, like we were saying, yeah, we got to pull them into reality, right? Yeah. Reality as a whole, because in their bubble, in their reality, this is normal living. Like, dude, from my countertops good, and yeah. fucking, you know, a uh, shitty shag carpet is normal. Like that's yeah. all they know. It's the yep. same thing. Like you don't know what you don't know. So, so when I start explaining to them, like HGTV, Home and Garden, San Diego Home and Garden Magazine. They're like, uh, uh no, it's yeah. not. Okay, well, that's kind of what we do. We come in and we fix them up. And don't worry, you're not going to have to foot the bill to all this stuff. I'm going to yeah. take care of that. And yeah. then, you know, that that just kind of sets the tone. So with my logic-based program is as I'm asking them prop, like for a virtual tour of their home, I'm going through every single thing in every single room. Like, let's say I'm asking about um, the cabinets. I ask the condition of the cabinets, what kind of cabinets they are um when's the last time that it, they were repaired or replaced and did they ever get a quote so they, i always ask those three things and once i get the quote from them i write the shit down i write all, everything down so that way when i hit them in the mouth like boom 60 percent arv then i'm explaining to them hey well you told me i i need it well i told you i'm liable for a new roof for 10 years so i gotta replace that it's 14k um ac you told me hasn't been uh fixed that 7k. Uh I'm going to have to do the cabinets and everything else. The kitchen's going to cost me a good 10 000 to 12,000. dollars. you told me that the bathroom's going to need this this this. We agree that that's going to be like 7k. And I write all that shit down. I say, "Hey, look, dude, I'm at like 45,000 in repair. I'm actually being very very considerate and nice on my offer. I should be giving yeah. you less." And Mr. Johnson, these are your numbers. Like you gave me these numbers. I didn't come up with them. Yeah. And- I mean, I've sure treated you with nothing but respect thus far. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Now you wouldn't lie to me, would you? No. <laughs> like i yeah. are never, yeah. never gonna be like, yeah, I'm a liar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you got me right at that yeah. point. It's like, fuck, dude. You put them in a trick bag, and they absolutely have no choice but to accept the numbers that you're that you're doing, just because it is what it is. You gave me those numbers, so I do that every pro- every time I'm on the phone with a seller. Um, sometimes it, it goes. It goes left a little bit and I just got to bring it back. I got to bring yeah. it back. Right. But if I've done everything thus far correctly and stay true to my process leading up to that point, then that's the easy part. The 80, 85% is just, you know, not necessarily building rapport because you're doing that the whole process, but actually fact finding and extracting numbers from them, writing it down, uh, and, and getting ready to, to just blow their fucking legs off. Like that, that's just what we do, you know? Well, you can't be scared either. Right, right. You can't, be scared, you can't be scared like
0: that. Get Your number is going to ditch that rapport that you built. Uh huh. Right? Because if you've built rapport the correct way, giving them that number is not going to immediately just nix the rapport. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: uh, no, no one's going to hang up on you when you. So, like, uh, I, I have a mentee the other day and he's getting better. He's getting really good. We're training. Uh, Shouts out to Sal. He is He's locking up deals now and they're sellable deals. And a deal that we just got locked up, uh, I was helping him out with it. Uh, the, he gave him the offer and the offer, uh, as soon as he gave him the offer, it was like, well, it's not 300. And then they just fucking clicked on him. But he felt like he had built up enough rapport. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is that what, by looking at the comps, we could have gotten a lot higher.
0: Yeah.
1: We could have gotten a lot higher. But not only that, but I, you have to have enough control on these phone calls to have those kind of hard conversations. And so that's something that like salespeople, all salespeople, good salespeople, bad salespeople in between have to work on being able to have control. So I, I always use this analogy that that sellers are like, oh, this sounds bad. They're like dogs, right? And you put a leash on the dog and you, as the professional who does this every fucking day, multiple times a day, they only do this once every ten to twenty years. You're walking that dog. You're walking that dog through your sales process. Now, when yeah. you walk your dog on the sidewalk, sometimes it veers off and wants to go smell the the, the dried dog shit on the tree, right? And you gotta, it, it'll pull you, and then you gotta pull the dog back over to the to the to the sidewalk. So yeah. it's the same thing. When you have your either a straight line process or any sales process, and they s- seem to deviate this way, you have to okay appease that and then bring them back to your straight line process, whatever your your sales process may be, and and show them that hey, look, I'm the professional here, right? Because do you know what the difference between a professional is? Like what what makes a professional? You do it every day. Yeah. Oh, here, check this out. My, my brother. It's a funny story. My brother, I've told him what a professional is multiple, multiple times, and it just never sticks. But a professional is somebody who gets paid for what they do. So, yeah. like, uh, NBA uh, guys get paid, right? Like, college kids, they don't get paid. Now they're starting to open endorsements. Now they do,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> now some of those guys don't. are getting bags. So, yeah, exactly. So, that that's what makes you a professional. So, for you, this is, like, what you do. Like, I never... Check this out. I never, go to the, uh, I never go to the painting store and tell the painting guy, oh, how to do his job, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't go to the locksmith and tell him how to do The guy that fucking services my Aston Martin, I don't tell him how to do his fucking job. Because I don't know. I'm not an Aston Martin mechanic. He is. So mm-hmm. it's the same deal. Like, I will not let a seller tell me how to do my fucking job. So I yeah. build that, that level of, of authority when I'm speaking to them. That, hey, I do this all the time. This is, you know, in the past we've seen, based on our experience, we've, we've uh, found that, you know, like whenever it's like somebody gives me a problem or, or they think you're going to lowball the shit out of me. Hey, look, I understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of other uh, clients that have felt the same. Yeah. What we have found based on our experience in the past is that, so it's feel, felt, found. That's uh another car guy thing that oh, Jordan Golfer yeah. uses too. Um, you know, With that AirPods is something. anecdote, yeah. Yeah. So like all this stuff is just like knowing word tracks and then just being able to f- relate and make them feel good about their decision. And uh, you know, just follow a sales. It's that simple, man. Like everyone tries to s- fucking add so much sauce <laughs> to this shit, like salt there's salt. Yeah, there's always so much you can add to yeah, it. Yeah, dude, it's, yeah. it's... It's sales, man. It's been the same since the beginning of time, man. It's been yeah. like money, right? Money buys time, buys power, buys fucking blow, buys whatever you want to buy with it, right? Yeah. Nonetheless, it's like how how can I make this shit simple and effective every single time? And that's, yeah. that's one thing that having a sales process uh, just eliminates all the drama of doing things differently every single time.
0: Yeah. No, and I think back to your point, right? Um, I talk a
1: lot, bro. I'm sorry. No, no. I, no.
0: I think back to your point um, about like sellers kind of like, you know, it's funny as it may be, but it's, it's kind of true, right? Like I, I I actually talk about this all the time, right? We have to steer the conversation yeah. because there's multiple reasons, right? Like you said, we're the professional, right? Mm-hmm. We know where the conversation should end up. They don't. Yeah. Right. Number, exactly. two, number two, you know, back to the, the analogy of them being like a dog, 99% of the sellers that we talk to are rescues.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. It over before. Yep, exactly. Okay? You're not the first person to talk to them for you're sure. You're not the
0: first person to talk to them. You're not the first person to offer them money. I love okay? that. So if you're, if you're using the analogy of like the sellers are like dogs, right? They're rescues. What do you yep. have to do with a rescue? You got to show us some love. You got to show us some grace. You got to <laughs> rename it. You got to relabel it. You got to reclarify what their purpose in the household is, right? Damn, I You love have that. to literally drive them to where they're the dog that you need them to be, right?
1: One thousand percent.
0: Same thing with a seller, right? Almost every seller we talk to, they've already talked to somebody, they've already been screwed over, they've had a contract mm-hmm. that didn't come to fruition, right? Somebody told them their their house is worth whatever, right? They got their house appraised four
1: months ago, and they think they're it's devastated. Bad. They're fucking. They got PTSD. Right?
0: Well, and that's the thing too, is like like one thing I've been telling a lot of our guys right now is that like sellers are going to be bitter right now. Yeah. But it's not at you. Yep. Okay. They're the fat kid that missed the bus and they're chasing it and it's exactly. not
1: exactly. They're looking at okay. shit that sold a couple months ago. Like, damn. That's what I said. Sellers look at the past. Investors are looking at the future and they're because, like, damn, dude, I missed the bus for sure. Well, And because
0: maybe 10%, maybe 10% of the leads that you get right now just decided they want to sell it. The other 90% have been thinking about it.
1: And now they're taking action,
0: but they missed it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So if they're bitter and like your conversations are going South or whatever the case may be, like you got to, especially like as the sales, as the acquisitions, like it's not at you, right? right. You can, you can get it to where it'll be at you right but like <laughs> initially like the conversation is not at like they're not bitter at you they're bitter cuz they missed
1: yep they're mad right? at themselves for missing that situation
0: i mean like anytime in sports or in you know gambling whatever the case may be right when you miss you get pissed mm-hmm. right you're not as, you're not necessarily pissed at anybody particular you're just mad
1: yeah that's a that's a good way to put it 1000% yeah and uh, a lot of times, you know, they have their guard up and, and you're right. You got to reiterate to them what their purpose is and what you're going to help them with and and how you're, you're different. I don't like to talk bad about other companies when I'm pitching people at all, but no. I just tell them, hey, like, you know, I can't tell you about them, but what I can tell you is what I'm going to do, right? Yeah. And what yeah. I fully stand behind, what I intend on doing for you and how I'm going to do it. And that usually just kind of puts them at ease because like, uh, one of my buddies, Eric Klein, he says this really well. Like these people are all devastated. They're like scarred from all these fucking wholesalers. that put them under contract too high and tell them their properties are worth X amount. It's not right. Uh, and, and they never close and they just have lack of communication. They don't like fulfill on anything that they say they're going to do. And that's when like, you know, it, it fucks it up. It's like a girl when a girl gets like cheated on or not treated well like it fucks her up for the next guy. The next guy has got to like try that much harder to tell her, Hey, no, that's not normal. This is how I do things. You know, I'm out. That's not, yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 Right. So that's kind of the same thing that, that sellers go through uh, when dealing with wholesalers, man. And let's face it, man, with the low barrier of entry, uh, anyone's calling man, anyone's calling and it, it can, it can be ugly, but at the end of the day, like, It's just a skill set aspect because everyone's doing the same thing. It's whoever has the most skill and determination and relentlessness. A lot of people say like hard work beats talent, which I agree. But, uh, you know, talent that works hard fucking crushes it. You know, and I'll tell you what, I don't have to work that hard to make six figures a month multiple times. Like I work Monday through fucking Thursday. I have every Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And like I stopped working by normally around one o'clock every day, those four days a week. And it's, it's not, it's not because I'm better than anyone. It's just because I got really good at sales. I got really good at sales and uh, sales is not the end all be all right, but it provides a a good life for myself and my family. And I know a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends that it provides a good life for as well. It provides a good life for you. Shit. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but but like to that point though, right.
0: What what went in to getting you to the point of now you're only working. Oh yeah. Now so, you're only working Monday through Thursday. Like, so what went
1: if, in to get to that point? To get to that level, it was the relentless obsession with yep. being better at my craft. To this yep. day, I still record myself on phone calls. Not just the recording, the audio, like the file, the wave file. I actually re- put a camera on and I record myself on the call. Cause you guys are all I, virtual, right? Yes. And then i then i go i, I watch my body language yeah. i watch my eyebrows raise when i'm talking and then i go back and i say hey dude i fucked up here i could, i probably could have said this dude and i'm teaching like people around the world how to do this yeah. so even at my level i'm not the best king kong swinging dick in the world but i'm pretty damn good at what i do i still to this day train myself critique myself try to get better and and that ultimately like those first few years, like I don't think anybody needs to eat shit for years before they hit it. I mean, you're a prime example of not eating shit for years, right? You just jumped in the game. You you applied yourself. You you perfected your, your craft and you just took off. So what people need to do is that first part, apply themselves. A yeah. lot of people get lost in the notion of like, oh, yeah, these guys are crushing it, man. I want to be a wholesaler. I want to get into real estate. But then they get all this stuff and then they just don't take action just because they're scared of rejection or they're mm-hmm. like, just don't want to work a lot of people are scared of the nose believe it or not a lot of people have not been told to fuck off a lot of people have never heard that so when they hear it the first couple of times it's devastating it, especially if somebody has a low self-esteem so sales is is just self-esteem honestly all it is is, is confidence and self-esteem and if you're confident and secure with yourself Then you become good at sales. So, in order for me to get to this point where now, like, people hit me up, like, hey, dude, can you sell this for me? I'll give you 33% of everything that's sold. I'll do this, I'll do this, do this, this. Like, for people to come to me and say that stuff, it's like, fuck, dude. Like, so people see value in me and, like, I'm good at sales. And in order to get to that point, I did have to work my ass off and I still do to get better. Right. Yeah. So for me, like I joke around a lot. I, I just dropped the reel today about how I played Xbox for ten hours the other day with my, my friends and my brother. That is true. I did play. <laughs> I did play the new Call of Duty ten hours. And, yeah. How, and, is, and, it? how uh, is it? How is it? It was badass. Yeah. Super badass. Um, but but it's you know it's all in moderation, and I I could only do that because I'm having success in other areas. Right. So a lot of people just get caught up in. You know, hey, it just takes one deal. It does take just one deal. It, it takes one deal. It takes one deal. But you're not going to get to that one deal unless you grind your fucking ass off, man. Yeah. And for for real, like if a lot of people, a lot of people are like here today and then gone tomorrow. Uh, what I mean, I say that to say this. Like a lot of people will have a good a good run and then they just kind of like slow down, or they have a, a, a you know a string of bad events and then they're broke a couple months later, chopping down their marketing. So, mm-hmm. guys, like. One thing I can just tell you is if you want to have that kind of lifestyle where you have freedom to do whatever fuck you want for the most part, um, where you can breathe and you don't have that that financial burden or weight on your shoulders, then you need to do everything intentionally. What I mean by that is like the time now, if you're just starting, if you're not cracking out all those big numbers, you need to really, really hone in on yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, am I really working as hard as I as I could be? Cause a lot of people, man, you'll see them on IG, man. They're like, "Oh, grinding, first in, last out, bro." That's not that. Don't glorify that to me. I don't want to be the guy who's first in. Hey, I last hate out. the I hate the term "grind," man. Yeah, I
0: like, because
1: yeah, bro, when you grind gears, you destroy them. Hey, I like that. I like that. Why would you want to <laughs> grind? I like that. It's it's facts. Yeah. So a lot of people glorify that, you know, like the working long hours. It's like nobody really wants to work long hours. Like, let's be honest, man. Nobody wants to do that. No, nobody wants really truly wants to do it. It feels good if don't don't I like no cap. It feels good when you're oh, doing 100%. it and then you get results. But yeah. if you're just doing it and you're not getting results, then you're doing it wrong, right? So well, I always tell people don't be hustle busy and
0: being productive.
1: Yep. Don't hustle backwards. Don't don't be busy. Don't be busy be productive. So a lot of people, uh, you know, they put a lot of energy into something, but they're putting it into the wrong thing or they're doing it the wrong way. And and I can put in, you know, 15% of my energy into it and get better results. Mm -hmm. So the the best thing I can leave anyone in, in this chat or anyone watching this is that you should always invest in yourself. Uh, invest in yourself to learn. When I was in the car business, I didn't know this, but I paid a guru. Well, I know I paid a guru, but I didn't know what gurus were back then. Uh, my second <laughs> paycheck in the car business, I paid like, to be honest with you, like that for, it was that first month I didn't, I sold one and a half cars, one and a half cars. And that's because I had people teaching me, helping me. I to sell
0: half a car. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. So you have to deal. <laughs> so it was like three car, three car deals. I was part of, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three car deals. I was part of And, uh, my second, I almost got out of the car business and went to go work for GoDaddy and uh, Chase. Believe it or not, but <laughs> the second month, there was like this dude who uh, I- I'll never forget him. His uh, name was Do- Dominic DeMarinis. uh He was an old sales manager of mine, and uh, Joel Friedman. Good old school sales guys. Like one of them had the mustache like this, you know, wore suspenders, yeah, you
0: know, like, copies for closers types. Yeah, 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 wore yeah. suspenders yeah. and shit,
1: <laughs> pinstripe suits. And uh, I remember they're like, hey, dude, like it's going to cost you half your your draw, your monthly paycheck. um, But I promise you, if you put this uh, into into action, you're going to make a lot of money. And I paid the guru, uh, you know, half my monthly paycheck. And I went and I sat in this uh, Hyatt Hotel fucking conference center and it was like 15 of us. And he taught me a bunch of shit and I kind of tweaked it out a little bit. He's like, don't tweak it. Just do this until it starts working for you. Then you can find what works for you and what doesn't. Okay, cool. Dude, the next month I ended up cranking out fucking, I made like eight grand from, it was like 1800 the month prior to eight grand. And then it went to 12 grand and then it went to 15 grand and it just kept going up. And so what I realized is like a lot of people glorify the grind, but I'd rather pay somebody That's already been through that grind. Who's already been through the the yeses and the noes and the trials and errors? And I'd rather take the elevator than the stairs every fucking time, dude. Look at my face. Look at my hair. It's great, bro. (laughs) I'm older, bro. Like I don't have time to be trying shit out. You know what I mean? Like I don't got time for that. So I'd rather pay somebody. And that's one thing that I wish that I would have would have realized sooner, even in life. You know, I had mentors when I was in the army, uh, but like the army was my life. Had mm-hmm. I started doing this shit um, while I was in the army, dude, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Man? Who I, know? think, I think, I think it's always 2020, right? Uh, but for, the people, listening, but for yeah. the people listening, now's your opportunity to, to find a mentor, uh, find a, a, a battle buddy, a teammate, somebody that's going to keep you accountable and help you. There's so many times where like, I don't want to do shit on a Tuesday. My brother's like, yo, come in. We got to like, we got to do this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, or else I wouldn't I want to go like like, whatever dude I'm still gonna make money (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you just gotta keep yourselves accountable man and Mm -hmm. I go through spurts I go through spurts where I want to bust work my ass off be super productive and I go through spurts where I don't feel like doing shit but I wouldn't have the uh, the choice like the opportunity to do that had I not busted my ass early on and yep. it, it doesn't necessarily mean eating shit. It just means getting really good at what it is you're trying to do, yeah. uh, and becoming obsessed with it, man. Like yeah. almost to the point where like people are like, "Dude, that's all you fucking talk about. That's all you like. That's all you care about. That's all. That's all yeah. you're interested in." Well, yeah, dude, I want to fucking grow at this. So yeah. no, I mean, like to your point, man. Like you know, like I'm not gonna sit here and
0: say that we didn't eat shit, right? Because I mean, there was a lot of growing pains and a lot of right. a lot of stuff that we you know went through, but. Like, for the most part, like, I realized pretty early on that this is sales and marketing, right? Right. And so I sat down and structured a sales and marketing company. I didn't mm-hmm. structure a real estate, whatever. Right. Like That's all it is. And I said, hey, in five years, what does this look like? Yeah. Right? In two years, what does this look like? In a year, what does this look like? In six months? Okay, cool. That's what the goal is. That's what I want it to look like. Nice. Wow. Right? What's yep. the process that gets... There, right. Yep. And the number one thing was the sales process, right? The number two thing was the people process. Number three thing was the dispo process. Mm-hmm. Which at the time dispo process was pretty damn easy, right? <laughs> but like I put dude, I put a hundred percent of my effort into the sales process, right? And ended up getting really good at it, getting really good at it, right? And then started closing deals, closing deals, cl- like boom, 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 like back to back to back to back to back. Um, and then like, dude, I had one of my buyers reach out to me and was like, dude, these deals don't even make any sense (laughs) how to do this. Yeah. First time I ever, dude, that was the first time I'd ever like mentored anybody. It was a buyer of mine. That was like, dude, I will pay you to teach me. He's like, what are you
1: doing? How are you fucking doing
0: this? Dead serious. He was like, I will pay you to teach me how to get deals the way you're getting deals under contract. Cause we sold him a deal and we still, we, he's, he still ended up making like twenty five percent on it um, on the back end, and we ripped off thirty five on it. Nice. And like, and I, dude, I was I was up front with him because he asked me, sure. He was like, "What are you gonna make on this?" I like, I don't care, thirty five. I was like, "Cause I know what you're making. Like, yeah, I know you're gonna make twenty five percent on it, so I'm cool telling you what I'm making. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, but yeah, like like you said, like it's getting really good and really focused. And and I think to your point about like, you know, taking the, taking the elevator, not the stairs, like you can take the elevator, you can get in the elevator all you want, but you still got to push the buttons.
1: 1,000%. 1,000%. You
0: you can, you can hire a mentor, you can get a coach, you can get a course, you can do all that stuff, but they're only
1: going to teach you. A a lot of people just like the idea of it. They like the idea of learning how to how to really grow like it's funny i see the same people like the same people at a lot of different events and i'm like hey dude (laughs) like i'm like dude (laughs) you know i i'll see you like hey dude last time i talked to you that i remember i got a pretty good memory i'm like hey dude last time i talked to you you were doing this 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 what what's going on and they're like uh i'm like what's changed Like yeah. the same shit oh, yeah. I'm still or I'm still trying to get my first deal. There's people that I have met that haven't gotten a deal. It's like they've been at it for 10 months. How are you at something for, like I, I give them props? I got heart. Now, one or two things are happening. Either they're lying to themselves or they're lying to me. They're really not trying for 10 fucking months to get a deal. My girlfriend or excuse me, my fiance now had never had any experience in this. I literally gave her a crash course in my fucking kitchen of my sales process. For like two hours one day. And then that same week, she locked up a deal and closed it. Like we sold it, you know, a couple weeks later it was a probate deal. It was all done. But it just goes to show like, it really just takes you actually working. Like actually, like, like, a lot of people like, you know, they prey on shit, right? Not to take away from that. But Just prayer doesn't just work by itself. Like you got to put a little work and hustle behind it. You know, you got to put yourself, uh, align yourself with that prayer to to actually be able to to make it happen. Right. So uh, a lot of people, like you said, you can put them in the elevator, but they still got to push the button. They still got to walk the fuck out. You know, like that's that's the issue is a lot of people will buy a course. Dude, we got people that have bought my course that haven't even opened it yet. Never signed in. Never signed like you spent $700 on something and you never signed in, you didn't even look at
0: it, but they feel good. Hey, they guess what? They'll post on Instagram, they'll tag me, you know, they invested in
1: themselves, yeah, but that's not good enough. You have have to go, like, actually do it, go for it. Um, but you know, I guess, I guess baby steps, right? You got to walk before you crawl, but if there's no, that's why it goes back to having like an accountability partner. I was talking about my brother, it goes back to like. Having a mentor, having somebody who's gonna like call you on your shit, really, you know. Yeah. My brother will call me on my shit. I call him on his shit all the time, right? Yeah, it's probably, probably more one sided than anything. <laughs> Dude, the sales the sales guy banter in here is off the fucking charts, man. <laughs> like it's, it's bad. We're like calling each other weak dicks, all types of stuff. But let me tell you, man having having that 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 kind of person that's going through the same shit as you. Really does help you, you know. Like coming from a Hispanic family, and and I'm first generation here. Like everything is a scam to my family, right? Like everything's a scam, whether it's crypto, whether it's whether it's selling uh, this, whether it's Amazon, whether it's wholesaling. Like oh, it's not illegal. Are you sure it's not illegal? Like it's just everything's a scam, right? So like you know, it's kind of hard uh, to 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 have those conversations with family. But once I know when I'm like at an event or when I'm talking to gurus or I'm talking to my brother or other people or other people that are going through the same shit like you, uh, I can relate to that and it just makes me feel like, okay, this is not just me. Right. It's not just me who's seen this. Everyone's seen this. Now, what am I going to do to make sure that I'm still coming up on top? And the way I'm going to do that is follow my sales process. But it, but without, Having those connections to people, I won't even have those 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 thoughts in my head of what I should be looking out for because we don't know what we don't know, and everything happens to us. Oh, why me? Why me? Right? Not not for me or because of me. It's always to me. And and so by aligning yourself and being uh, putting yourself in rooms or just groups with other people that are doing the same thing, I know that has helped me level up. Just. Tremendously, man, since, honestly, since last year of October, my income has over 10x, uh, you know, since last mm-hmm. October. And it's all happened just by putting myself in the right rooms with people and being ready so I don't have to get ready when an opportunity comes. That's the biggest one, you no, know, always being sharp. And and that's like something that I think that most people take for granted, because you can anyone can make a deal, even if they're like they suck at sales. They can team up with somebody who is good at sales and they can just we'll a them. Them out every now and then. Yeah, you could warm up a deal and then say, hey, man, I need help closing. If somebody hit something like my brother up and was like, hey, dude, I got this person. There's this close at signing. I, I don't know how to get them across the finish line. It's a good fucking deal. We're all going to eat. Like my brother would be like, all right, cool. Well, how are we going to do this? All right. They, cho- they talk to the chop up, right? My yeah. brother would call, close the deal. Boom. Now now the guy who never had a chance at closing a deal made a deal. And not only that, he got to witness how to do the deal so that next time he could do it on his fucking own. But a lot of people don't think that. They try to do everything by themselves. And that's one thing I, I did take away from uh, Pace Morby, his squad up thing, his sub two community. He's got a great community, by the way. Shout out to Pace Morby. Um, those people all, like, join forces together. And they all do deals together when they're just starting out uh, just so that they can help each other just kind of move up really fast. And I think there's a lot, there's a, that's something that's not very taught not in this industry. Yeah, not common. Everyone, everyone has this like mentality of like, it's mine, mine, I got to, you know, it's, it's a <laughs> thing like that.
0: I think that's so funny because it's so true. And I think it's, for whatever reason, man, so many of these wholesaling companies and everybody like, and, and I'm going to step on some toes, I don't even care, but yeah. like, Everybody thinks they got secret sauce. Everybody yeah. wants to hold shit close to vest, right? Everybody yeah. thinks what they're doing is like some proprietary whatever, right? Newsflash, flash. <laughs> Ain't shit different. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. You
0: know, the only thing that's different is the way I talk to people and the way you talk to people.
1: 1,000%. Process
0: I follow, the process you follow. The script 1, I follow, the script you follow. The, the leads are the same. Yep. The lists are the same. of people are using the same phone systems. Most people are using the same CRMs.
1: It's all the same.
0: So what are you hiding, man? And it's like, (laughs) even with buyers, man, like we'll do JV deals with people. I don't care if they find out who the buyer is. Yeah. I don't care because guess what? My business isn't JVs. Yeah, we have a department. (laughs) We do JVD. We do JV deals. But guess what? The biggest thing about the JV deals is a relationship yeah right the biggest thing about oh, jv deals is we're we're providing a service for these people we're providing a solution for the homeowner that they got under sure. contract with, right i don't care about you know hiding and you know taking out the buyer so they can't see it on the hut dude i don't care call yeah them. And, tell them and, i sent you
1: like <laughs> exactly exactly you know, and it, like, it's, it's, it's funny that people do that it, it just shows like insecurity to me honestly like like for me it's just like dude i i don't care like just go ahead do it like i i hook stuff so, i connect so many people some of my a lot of my friends that'll be like hey do you know anybody that buys out here yeah absolutely i don't like i'll group them in a group chat sometimes and say hey this is a good friend of mine dah, 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 dah. you know he, Uh, he's got some properties he wants to offload. I know you're the man out here, you know, just treat him good. Boom. That's it. Like I'm not expecting nothing like, you know, whatever. Or I just send him the contact just for simple fact that, Hey, I know who I am. I know what I'm going to do. And it it can can include you, but it doesn't need to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people just want to get paid off of something. I I heard something so stupid um, last year where somebody was like, Hey, if you if I connect you with a relationship with somebody and you make money off of that with them, you you need to reciprocate and uh, I need to see some sort of kickback. I'm like, what the
0: fuck? Hey, like, so many people are so worried about making nickel and dimes, they forget how to make a dollar.
1: Facts: stepping over pennies, stepping right. over dollars to make pennies. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: and and but- they're so they're so worried about getting one up on everybody <laughs> else. They're like, yeah. Feeling-
1: feeling that way Mm -hmm. i i that's like a just a victimhood mentality man i i'm just i'm super easy going like i'm the fucking coolest chilled laid back person in the world man like nothing phases me even if something's really bad going on stressful like i'm just like man, it could be worse i always think about this man i could be in iraq in a bombed out building getting shot at hey that's fact been there you know what i'm saying so like this is like there's nothing out here that's really gonna have me that stressed. Like it's, <laughs> it's, seriously, bro. And here's another thing, man. I can be broke tomorrow and I know next week I'll be balling again. Like it's it's hey, that and what's that come back to? Yeah, it comes back to being very good at what you do and always yeah. being relentless to the point where you're obsessed. So one of my favorite books, it's an audio. Make sure you get the audio book, not the not the reading book, because the audio book is actually narrated by Grant Cardone. It's called Be Obsessed. Or be average. And that audiobook, ultimately, like that's one of the books that really helped change my life with my mental space. Cause a lot of people, like, I'm not a huge like mindset guy, like mm-hmm. affirmations, like gratitude. Like, I'm grateful for my life, right? I'm grateful for all that shit. Uh, I speak affirmations to my kids because I think it's important for children to hear that stuff and to feel right. confident that they're good enough, right? But as an adult, I should have. Uh, the moral compass and i should have the intestinal fortitude to already know who the fuck i am you know what i'm saying so as far as that goes this book has really it really helped me hone myself into what i should put my intention into because what you what you give attention to will create results now whether they're good or bad results is up to what you put your intention you know your attention to so that's one thing that's important man for sure and I know I'm talking. No, dude, that's <laughs> been,
0: yeah, no, man, it's, it's been a, it's been a killer episode, guy. If you guys are, if you guys are still tuned in, or if you guys are listening to this later on, once we post it, um, I would highly recommend go back and re-listen to some of this because there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot like in this, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to unpack too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you,
1: you dropped a lot of game too. You dropped a lot of game. I actually wrote down some of the shit you were saying too. Because, uh, I mean, a, a lot of this stuff, like, how should I put it, man? A lot of people get – get once they get to a certain level, whether it's in their own heads or people hype them up or whatever, they tend to think that they know it all. And that's that's one thing that, like, I always tell my brother, too. Like, we always got to be students, uh, not to the game, knowledge. but just to knowledge itself, to people. Yeah. Because I learn stuff that I apply – to this shit that from people that have nothing to do with this shit. Right. So like little things, like you can take somebody to the elevator, but they still got to fucking push the button. Mm. That is crucial. That's going to stick. That's going (laughs) to stick. (laughs) I'm telling you that's, I'm going to say that on stage. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like, that's, you know, things like that. And uh, always, always trying to soak up and learn from anyone um, is, you know, I, I see this a lot where people are like, "Oh, if you're broker than me, I'm not gonna listen to you. Like, I you have nothing to tell it's me." Kanye, or... Kanye quote, yeah, yeah, Kanye, Kanye. I've seen a couple of people on social media say shit like yeah, that. Too. Yeah, You know, if you're a certain age and you don't have a certain amount of money, like, you know, just dumb shit like that. Like, yeah. that's not everything, right? Like, every, not everyone's goal is to have money. Everyone's goal is just to be happy. Whether that means you driving a Honda or driving a Bentley or driving. Or not even driving at all, whether it means you being, you know, aligned with yourself spiritually or or just being able to have blowing hookers 24 seven. Like there's just everyone's version of happiness and, and, and fulfillment is different. So I always listen to everyone, whether they're fucking homeless or they're, you know, where I aspire to be. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know, the janitor, the janitor knows more secrets than anyone else. I promise you that. Dude, that that what you just said goes
0: back to one of the one of the biggest like takeaways I've ever gotten from a book or a podcast or any interview or anything like that was listening to Alex Ramosi talk about money. Mm-hmm. Dude, literally says money doesn't buy anything other than options. Mm-hmm. The more money you have, the more options you have to do with that.
1: One thousand percent, right? They-
0: and like, dude, that stuck with me so hard because it's not about buying happiness and everybody's versions of happiness is different. Everybody's version right. of what they want to do with the money is different, but you got to have the money for the options. Yeah. Yeah. Money's
1: just a tool, man. Like, yeah. And it's, fa- I always say it's fake because it is fake, man. Like, think about it. I have all this money in my bank account and I've never actually pulled it out. I've never seen it. It's just there, right? It's just ones and zeros. It's like, you know, uh, just, uh, checks and balances, yeah. I, when I spend money, it just like the number just goes down a little bit and then yeah. I make money and then the money goes up and <laughs> the number goes up. So it's like, you know, it's like it, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, it does give you options. It does make things easier. It does allow you to to do things um, that normally you'd be stressing about. Little things that normally would stress out someone who didn't have money, uh, it, the money allows you to not worry about that and to worry about Bigger things, and mm-hmm. that honestly is like that's where my happiness comes into play. Where I don't really have to worry about the dumb shit, well, what I would consider dumb shit, right? Um, yeah, and, God, and yeah, that's huge, man. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it, man. It's like everyone wants to be rich and do all that. Shit. Uh, it sounds good on paper, but like that's that's not really what you're looking for. You just want to be in a better situation than you're in now. <laughs> And the way to do that is to just fucking get out there and work, whether it's doing this, whether it's, you know, fucking opening a taco shop, a taco stand or a hot dog. stand, It doesn't matter what it is. Just being mm-hmm. good at what you do will pay you all the time. I always tell my brother, Hey dude, I, I always knew this when I, cause he's like, dude, you're fucking crazy. When I quit a uh, car business and I'm like, I took like six, seven, seven, eight months off just like traveling with my family. Like I didn't do anything. Like mm-hmm. I was, day trading, making a couple thousand dollars a month. But I went from making 30, 40K a month to like making no Ks a month, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. it was just like, you know, my brother's like, dude, you're fucking nuts. I said, hey, dude, worst case scenario, if if all else fails and I fucking go back to, you know, only having a couple of hundred thousand dollars in the bank or less, then I can always go to any popsicle stand, any popsicle stand. And I know that my fucking talent and and hard work and sales, I'll be able to build it all back up again. And that's that's yeah. all it is. Like, dude, all the time. Like, that's one thing. If if you get for those guys who like sales out there, if you get really good at sales, if you truly get good at sales, you will never ever be broke in your life ever. One hundred percent. I've never I've never met a good a good broke salesperson. Like, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> no. No. You know, man, we're uh, we're hitting. We're getting up to our time, man. So what, yeah, what's uh,
0: what's what's something you want to leave everybody with? You know, last little last little nugget, last little
1: piece of advice, uh, and then we'll we'll sign off here. Um, I th- I think if I can leave anyone with anything, uh, I would I would leave them with this: uh, don't don't get in your own way. A lot of people, you know, when I talk about mentorship and paying to get ahead, like a lot of people are like, oh, that's easy for you to say because you already have the money to pay." Don't ever let uh, money be the barrier to your success. There's money everywhere. You just got to figure out how to get it to where you need it to get so that you can get to where you need to get. Uh, With that being said, you know, had I known what I know today earlier, like I said, hindsight's always 20, 20. I'd be so much more further ahead. Uh, Mm -hmm. So always be confident in yourself. Even if you're doing it wrong, be confident until you've, Figure out what you're doing wrong.
0: But don't
1: ever be too too confident to the point where you're not coachable. Stay coachable. Stay learning. But the flip side of that coin is actually execute. That's the biggest thing. Execute what you learn and you will become successful. And the only difference between somebody that has money and somebody that doesn't have money yet is that that person executed. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference. Because we all learn the same shit from the same people. Execution and time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast, man. It was truly, truly amazing. I know I ramble and I talk forever, but I really appreciate it. Shout out to you guys and your team, man. And uh, I I really am grateful to be able to be on this podcast.
0: No, Tino, we appreciate you coming on, man, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to to this week's episode and uh, see you next time. Take care, man.